The Heather McCoy Show. Welcome back to The Heather McCoy Show. Although the national unemployment rate has been going down in the last few years, now standing at 7.6%, the amount of well-paying jobs hasn't gone up. Evidence of the growing class of working poor can be found in last Saturday's LA Times article uh, titled High Prices Are Driving More Motors to Rent Tires. Renting your tires is a growth industry, and here to talk about it is the article's author, Ken uh, Bensinger. Welcome to the show, Ken. Thanks for having me, Heather. Yeah, you're, uh, you're welcome. Um, first off, how did the growth of the rent for tire industry cross your radar screen as something to write about? Yeah, um, I um, a while ago, uh, gosh, over over a year ago, I did a series of articles about an industry called Buy Here, Pay Here, which is a um, a used car industry that caters to people with bad credit, where that it's a way that people can get cars with bad credit, um, and it's got some issues. Um, and I wrote about wrote about that industry, and while doing research the industry, I stumbled across um, by accident, a bankruptcy filing with someone who had rented their tires. And I um, printed out some information from that and then got tied up with other things, as journalists sometimes do, um, but recently uh, found that piece of paper again and looked into it and uh, and found quite a lot about this rental tire industry. Yeah, you write that the uh, tires account for just a tiny slice of the $8.5 billion rent-to-own market, but they stand out from the industry's traditional fare because unlike a dinette set, giving back tires means not being able to drive to work. Yeah, so um, so the rent-to-own industry is not new, and that's that's the kind of industry you, tr- you typically think of people getting um, TVs or, or um, dinettes or living room sets uh, and they pay on a weekly or monthly basis because they don't have the cash to get it up front and they can't get a credit card to uh, to, to buy it at Macy's or something like that. Um, but the tires have gotten into that segment as well because they figured out there's people who can't afford tires the way they were able to, and um, and that's for a number of factors, one of which is that the price of tires has gone up quite a bit in, the re- in recent years. And the other is because people have worse credit and, and um, more households can't afford a credit card. Um, so they don't really have financing options, um, but they need tires because if you can't, if you don't have tires that are safe on your car, you can't get to work. If you, you know, if you can't if you can't drive your car in most parts of the country, you can't have a job. So it's it's really unlike a flat screen TV. It's a, it's a necessity, and people really need to have these things. Yeah, what a lot of people don't know, including myself, was the early beginnings of the rent tire industry. It started in the '90s with running rims, then it inverted to renting tires when the economy crashed in 2008. Clearly, the retailers are taking advantage of a situation, but don't we have usury laws in this country? We're paying up to four times of what the original sticker price would be for the tires. Uh, would that be too high of an interest rate? Well, uh, it's a good question, and there's a couple aspects that answer that. One is that we do have usury laws in this country. They vary by state, um, but they only apply to what are known as uh, as sort of loans, and this is not considered a loan um, because uh, um, it gets a little complicated, but essentially they they don't consider it a loan. They consider it a rental process where uh, on the final payment the ownership transfers. And a loan, really, you, you're getting ownership of the, of the goods, and then what you are doing is paying off the IOU, which is the loan. Um, and so interest rate caps, which are usury laws, only apply to those kind of things. When there is no application to rent-to-own, that's one of the secrets of the rent-to-own industry is that there are no caps on it because it's not considered a, um, a loan. And one of the things people in that industry hate is when you do the math and figure out what the interest rate is because they pretend there isn't an interest rate, even though really there is. And in this case, in the tire rental industry, um, interest rates are typically above 100% per year, um, which is pretty high. Um, the highest credit card is in the tw- in the high 20s, 
typically. So this is, you know, three or more times high, uh, higher than credit, the worst credit card you can get. And plus you can discharge your credit card if you go into bankruptcy, whereas these are rental contracts, and so you're stuck with it. That's right, because, again, even with a credit card, that's actually a loan, right? They're lending you the money, um, uh, in this case, with no security, no no collateral. But on a on tires, um, uh, it, on these tire rental places, again, it, they consider it, they're, they're, they're renting you the tire until you make the last payment. So their posture is they own these tires until the very last minute, and you don't own them at all. So you could be... You could have made 99 out of 100 payments, and if, if you don't make that last payment, they believe it's 100% their tire. Wow. Uh, how did you find these people that you profiled in your story? Um, I found them through a variety of means. Um, some of them I found um, because they had been forced to file bankruptcy um, because they just couldn't handle their financial obligations, including those on their tires. Um, others I found um, through complaints online. Others I found from visiting uh, lots and talking to people. So there's a variety of ways. I even uh, I tried social media, although... Um, I didn't have a lot of luck finding people on places like Twitter and Facebook for this particular industry. That was a real discouraging thing about your story was that all the people you profiled either re-entered the workforce or working uh, with only one of the persons uh, that you profiled uh, being retired. These people work hard and they can't afford to buy a set of tires. What does it say about our timid economic recovery we've had over the last three years? Well, I mean, I think it is a bit of a commentary, which is that the recovery is not uh, marching at the same speed for everybody, right? I think yeah. some people are seeing um, seeing things back to better than before, um, and there's some neighborhoods in the country where home prices are higher than they were in 2007. Um, but there's other parts where the recovery hasn't seemed to arrive, and I think that's particularly true um, for people who would end up in this segment. These are people with credit problems and with with incomes that are flat, if not falling, um, and uh, and they also, you know, tend to very heavily uh, tend to represent in areas um, that are less urbanized in this particular industry, in the, or the rent-a-tire industry. So these are people where there aren't transportation options like buses or trains, because they live in counties and parts of the country where there's literally no public transport. So they're they're really pushed into this because they don't have a choice. Yeah, um, one of the things we were talking about earlier was uh, if you <clears throat> miss one payment, they consider the tires theirs. It's about like 20 years ago, if you saw a car in blocks, someone stole your tires. But now this can be also a repossession of rented tires. Right. That's right. And that's one of the things that people, the dealers in the industry like is that because they, they hold a posture that these are rented and not uh, repossessed, it's even easier to repossess. I mean, rented rather than, than, than loaned or, or financed, um, they believe it's even easier to repossess because they say t- technically they're just taking back their property. And so... Um, they feel like there's, there, there's, they could just show up without even giving you a warning. Whereas in theory, if, for example, they were going to repossess your car, um, they would have to you know, send you a notice in the mail or something saying you were deficient and they had to take it back. But on the, on the rental property in most states, the uh, posture is we could just take it whenever we want without any warning. And in Texas, the police can get involved, right? Um, well, yeah, in some states, I mean, in, in theory, uh, yes. And, and in some jurisdictions of Texas and other states, the police do get involved. And that, that'll, that entirely depends on how busy the police department is at any one time. Um, in states like Texas, they do have vague aspects of their law that would seem to say that they could do that. But in most districts, you'll find that the police say, look, you know, this, this is a civil dispute and we're not going to get involved. But, yeah, we've definitely seen cases where police have actually gotten involved. And there's, uh, I remember running across a police report. Uh, form at one uh, Texas Police Department has it where it says uh, essentially tell us who stole your property and we'll go get them.
Yeah, wow. Although the uh, rent-a-tire industry is a growing segment of retail, its rapid growth is attached to average Americans doing poorly on their paychecks. Um, is this something that seems to be with us um, forever now that, or is this going to get better once the economy gets better? Uh, you mean the rental tire industry? Yeah, or? The, yeah, the rental tire industry. Or is this something that's with us as long as the economy's bad, and then it's going to start closing down a little bit when we start going, uh, getting better, or is this kind of something that's always with us? Well, one would hope that things get better for people so they don't get stuck into these extremely expensive financial obligations that are, you know, by any measure a bad deal. Um, yeah. One of the other factors, one of the reasons this industry has grown is because the um, the price of tires um, has gone up a lot. And that's, um, I think that's independent of the, the the kind of economic questions we're talking about. For the most part, this has more to do with the international commodities market. Tires are made of mainly three things, which is steel, uh, rubber, and uh, petroleum, and all three of those things have gone up in recent years, particularly rubber. I think rubber's gone up. At one point, it was up seven times over its 2007 price. So it skyrocketed and made tires expensive. There was also in the U.S., and unfortunately, I didn't get into this in the article, but there were tariffs that the U.S. imposed on Chinese-made tires. And that the result of that was that it led to higher prices across the board. Everyone... Sort of ended up with higher prices. The tire prices went up because of the tariffs, because of the, and the prices of raw materials. And uh, according to some estimates, tire prices have gone up like 50 or 60 percent in the last five years. Um, that's a lot faster in inflation, and so it's made it more unaffordable for people whose incomes aren't growing. So really, to, I think for people to climb out of the hole that where, the, where they're forced to do this, we're going to need to see not only credit quality improving, but we're going to see real income growth for people um, in, in sort of lower economic sectors. Yeah, and it's also high faster than the minimum wage has grown as well. Um, Much faster, yeah. Yeah. So, Ken Bingsinger, thanks for being on the show. And uh, the article is on the LA Times website. I'm going to link to it on Twitter. And uh, thank you for being on the show. Heather, thanks so much for calling me. Okay.